I'm Jessica Johnson Cope. And I'm Waleed Cope. And this, this is, is Commerce and Chill. Chill. We're two business owners who work together. And happen to be married to each other. Join us as we discuss our thoughts on business. And share our personal experiences on this journey. So grab something to write with, an adult beverage, and grab your boo if you can. Because who knows where this might lead. Welcome back to Commerce and Chill. She's Commerce. And he's Chill. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about goals. There's a lot of talk about how people need to set goals. And Cope, what do you think about goal setting in general? I think goals are important for your personal life as well as uh, for business. You know, you, you got to set somewhere. You got to set these benchmarks to know where you're trying to get to. <laughs> what? <laughs> so what are some of your goals for, for business? Like what are your top three business goals? Top three business goals. I don't know if I can have a say I have a top three, but um, obviously one is to always to grow the businesses. Um, two is to always, one of the goals is to, to hire the right people and to hire good people. Um, I can't think of a third one off the top of my head. Now, there's some people that would say that what you just said are not really goals because goals should be specific. They should be actionable. They should have time frames. Um they should be quantifiable. Yeah. What do you have? What would you say in response to? to I'm not going to disagree. I think it's good, but I think everybody's different too. Some people like to make things very micro and very specific, and then others might be a little more on the broad side or on the macro. But I do agree that you should, in your goals, have something that's more definitive that you're working to, so you can identify it and then create the steps to get to it. And if it's not specific, if you just say like. I don't know, that's why I get caught on it. But if somebody just says, you know, I want to make $50,000, you know, this year selling X on their side hustle, then that's, it's more quantifiable because you're saying $50,000 versus someone saying, I want to make a lot of money. <laughs> so I, I would agree with you that, you know, it needs to be specific and definitive. So will you rethink the goals that you just shared and try to come up with more specific it, quantifiable measurable goals before the end of this episode no, they are, I think I would say yeah but I have they're more specific but I think I was just giving you more on the macro level like what the, the general goal is but I do have some definitive like hiring good people I want to hire a specific person or persons to drill down on HR you know for the team um, I think that would would that define as specific no well, I'm saying I want to hire an HR person to to handle. Okay. So well, to to give you an example of how you could um, make that a more concrete, specific goal would be to say I I would like to hire an H, one HR person to start by February first that will make X amount of money and that person will be able to help us hire forty seven guards or five laundry attendants or one delivery driver between now and June 1st. So there's a guy called James Clear who wrote a book about um, atomic habits and okay. he talks about goal setting and he talks about layering your goals. Right. Right. So if you, if you start and think with the end in mind, because one of the goals you talked about was growing the business. Absolutely. Yeah. That was the first goal. So if you start with the end in mind, then you can build up the steps to get you to that goal. Right. Reverse so engineer it. There you go. Reverse engineer it. I like that. So, so say, for example, you want to double the sales. Okay. So you know what the sales were last year. Then two times that, you know what that number is. And then you think about what steps it will take to double the sales. 
So you have to do more la more laundry. You have to increase the number of pounds of laundry that you uh, wash, dry, fold. Okay. You have to increase the number of pieces that are dry cleaned. You have to um, be more efficient in the expenses so that you keep more of the money that you make. Right. Um, and that you use as little energy, use as few people as possible. In addition to you market and continue your branding. So when you think of all the little steps it takes for you to get there and then you can quantify it. And so like the HR person would just be one of the steps. And when you think about how the HR person thinks it works into that end goal, then you can layer those steps. I agree. I'm not, I don't disagree with you at all. But the reason why it's important to be able to have measurable, quantifiable, specific, actionable goals is I have a lot of mentors and friends who will come to me and say, how can I help you? Right. And so, you need to be specific to give them an action item to say, how can I help you? I want you to help me grow my business. They'll be like, yeah, what are, what are you talking about? Like, how can I help you grow your business? No, I totally get it. I have to be specific in, in several different ways. So I have to be specific in being able to communicate what the end game is to them because the, the more clarity they have around what the end game is, then they may be able to think about things that I won't consider on my own. Right. And then in addition to that, I need to be specific about what I'm asking them to do to help me achieve that goal. Right. So one of my homeboys, he has a business. He has a very successful distribution business. <laughs> and I know where this is going. <laughs> and he's in the process of growing his business. Right. And so we recently had breakfast with a mentor friend of ours, and he shared his growth plan with our mentor friend, and she was like, great, let's make that happen. This is what I need you to do. Right. But it was only because he was able to clearly explain to her that he had already thought through the big steps mm -hmm. and understanding what she does, what she does extremely well and understanding who some of the people are in his, in her network. Um, having that conversation brought everybody to a place where he could say, okay, this is what I can do. And now I'm sitting there like, oh, wow. Okay. So you said that you need this. This is how I can help you reach right. that goal. Right, because it's, it's so specific. They can pull out components where they say, they, I can assist you with getting more people, sourcing out more people to add to your workforce because you're growing your business. How many more employees are you going to need to add? Right. Right, so in, in terms of growing your business, in terms of getting incentives, in terms of knowing where to locate your business. And, and these are sometimes things that we forget what tools and resources we have. Oh, yeah. We're trying to grow our own businesses or we're trying to help somebody else. We take for granted that we may we may already have a lot of the things that we need, and so I was like, "Wow, I can help him grow his business." And I was like, "If he grows his business 10x, then I could grow my business 10x too." Wow, my goals are too little. Thanks, Roy. Shout out to Roy Castro, DNM Ice Cream. Um, and now I have to go back, and I, he challenged me just by sharing his goals to have right. a bigger goal for where I wanted to take uh, Johnson Security this year. So. Goals are extremely important, but um, I just want to encourage everybody out there, if you're working with goals, to make sure that they're very, very, very specific, very actionable, very measurable, um, and that they're quantifiable, and they have a time stamp on them, uh, because that helps other people to help you. Yeah, and then you, you hold yourself more accountable if you're very specific and you put a time 
stamp on it, you're saying, I need to get it done by X. So you're not just constantly saying, oh, I'll do it next week or I'll do it next month because you keep pushing off. And when you put a time on it, you see that the time is slowly expiring and how much progress you've made or how much progress you haven't made. So then you can call yourself on your own, you know, BS. I like to say you can hold yourself accountable. Okay. That's a nice way to put it, commerce. Okay. Um, and that, as we're talking, and a specific example comes to mind, we have lots of entrepreneur friends or fellow entrepreneurs, small business owners in the community who come to us and ask for help, whether they want advice, whether they want guidance, whether they want hand-holding or introductions. And I think back to the gentleman that came to visit us several years ago. And typically, if someone comes in, I'll walk them through the same exercise. Mm -hmm. where, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you're trying to achieve? And then how do you re reverse engineer that? And then right. I have them write it out on paper so that they basically develop their own action plan. I just help with the questions to help them determine one path out of one potentially many that they can take. But this one gentleman in particular, he'd been in security for several years and he came and sat down with us and he's like, oh man, I heard that you really growing your business. Yeah, we're kind of growing a business. And he was like, yeah, well, uh, I want to grow my business too. Said, okay, well, how can we help you grow your business? What, what kind of business do you want, right? right. Specific, actionable, measurable, timestamp. He said, well, I want that business. So what business? He looked out the window towards Midtown Manhattan. He said, I want all of that. I want all of that business. That's macro. I'm just like, <laughs> that's macro. I want all of that. Like, that's a good goal. No, I'm just kidding. I said, oh, okay, but can you define what all of that looks like to you? He's like, I just want it all. And you could be a jack of many trades and a master of none, but ideally, you see people that are extremely successful tend to be people that niche down. Right. They Absolutely. don't try to do everything. And so... Uh, if you're a small business owner, entrepreneur, even if you're trying to navigate your career and you're setting up your goals, I want you to niche down and be very specific about what it is you're trying to do because the more, um, it's like the theory of entropy, the more items that you introduce to a system, the more confusion there is. So if you keep it simple, mm -hmm. it makes it easier to hit your target. Um, and I think ultimately, I don't think the gentleman hit his target and get in all of that business because it was a little bit his vision was diluted. Well, I know he didn't get all of it because we're doing business in those, some of those areas. So if he got all of it, we wouldn't be there. So I get it. Like he, he just need, he needs to drill down and be more specific. That way he can identify what he wants specifically. And then the other part about being more specific, which is great, is being able to convey it to your team. Because right. if you're not specific or the people on your team, they won't understand what you're trying to deliver and what you're trying to do they'll just be like okay you just said we need to hire 100 people if that's your goal to hire 100 people to add to the workforce but if you're not specific say what type of people for the 100 well we need 10 people to be drivers we need another 80 people to be you know customer service reps we need another 10 people to be front end, you know, doing counter work, cashier, what have you. So then now it's more specific because then they know, okay, I need to get this many. And these are the things you need to look for in, in each demographics, that each um, position that we're hiring for. These are the specifics you need. So I think it goes back to, 
you know what you were saying about niching down what's the saying like there's riches and niches so if you if you really drill down and get narrow like you know most people think you just got to go cast this big net to try and catch as many fish you can but if you use that analogy of fishing when they cast that big net out into the into the water the ocean or the lake or whatever and they pull it in if they're trying to just catch one particular species of fish they end up bringing in a whole bunch of other stuff too and trash and whatever else is floating out there and then they end up throwing all these other species back or killing them unnecessarily and then the fish they really want there may be maybe they get i don't know 10 8 percent from that big catch and then they do it all over again so they only pull in 10 to 8 percent versus someone who's more strategic and they cast out lines so they're on their boat and they put out 10 lines with the bait that that specific fish eats and they're reeling them in. They're putting in a little more effort, but their efforts pay off because they're targeting that one particular fish and they're catching it almost every time because they're niching down on what that fish eats, what color lure attracts it versus throwing out this big net. So it's better to go narrow and go deep so you can get that, get that connection in those niches. And be very specific and bring in what you want. So you say if you if you're not niching down and with respect to your goals, you're wasting time. You can add extra time to achieving your your end goal, and in the process, you might bruise or harm what you're trying to achieve. I'm gonna agree, yeah. And I think you're you're, you're losing money because, like, I'm a true fan. I mean, look at look at the look at the soapbox. Like we went hi, we went hyper local and really niche down. Like we we scale back shut down half of the business you know one half of the business and just went super niche with just we're going to do walk-in you know drop off and then do delivery no more self-service so we went super niche and we went hyper local because we're focusing on you know one whole neighborhood and then only a small section of the neighboring neighborhoods and focusing on saturating and going very niche and connecting with the clients in those areas before we even think about expanding anywhere else. So, I mean, it's a super example. Mm -mm. I want to go back to two things you said. First, you talked about sharing your goals with the team, why it's important. Right. Um, I think that ties into the actual definition of the word goal. Like one definition is an end point or end result that you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. But the other definition of goal speaks to getting a ball or something into a net or something that will get you a score. And ultimately, whether you're in business or whether you're advancing your personal professional life, you want to score. Absolutely. And so when you think about that, that application of the word goal, um, everybody wants to be a winner. So think about how you score, how you get your ball into the net so that you can score for your career, for your personal life, and uh, for your business. Um, and then the other thing was with respect to the team and sharing your goals, it's so important that you write it down. Yeah, make it materialize, like putting it in front of you, making it you know something concrete versus just talking about it and just like it's there versus. That increases the level of accountability versus. and also that takes out any ambiguity around what the goal is if it's written out. Right. Like, no, we will increase dry cleaning by 30% during the month of January. Wait, 30% pieces or 30% revenue? Revenue. And do is you, that gross revenue or is that is that profit? What do you want at the end of the day? Do you want 
gross or do you want profit? I'm just getting, using your example. I want to get really specific. I'm niching it down. So if you say we're going to increase dry cleaning by 30%, well, how are we going to increase it 30%? See, I'm following your example already. That's good. You, you tell me how you're going to increase it by 30 I got to get something to write it down. Let me put it in my memo in my phone. Right. I want 30, if we're going to increase it by 30%, I want 30% profit. Okay. Not gross. I need after expenses. So you, you have an idea of what to do, but you got to write it down. Absolutely. And then it starts with, you know, you get specific with that top layer and then you reverse engineer it to say you're going to increase it 30. We want to increase the profits by 30%. Then we look back and say, okay, how, how many customers do we need or how many customers do we need to, to get to a profit of 30%? Well, we look at the average customer and we say, well, the average customer spends X on dry cleaning. So if we get 20 more per day or per week, whatever the number might be, we say we get 20 more per day, that would increase the revenue by this much, which puts us, oh, at 18%. Oh, so we don't need... 20 we need 30 so 30 puts us at 23 percent okay let's go with a higher number so we need to get to 30 and then we get to 30 percent by reverse engineering so you say you need this many customers to place it that order then we need to look and say how many orders does a customer place on average and then keep working ourselves backwards to say finally here's what we need to do to get to that 30 percent profit right so if you can't quantify goals for yourself, you could always use historical data um, based on what you've done in the past, based on publicly available research, and that might give you a better idea. Because if you're trying to pitch yourself, pitch your business, if you're informed, it puts you in such a better position to tell the story around your goals, because everybody wants to hear a story. Right? Absolutely, like everybody loves a good story. Well, everybody that I know, I'm not gonna say everybody, because I don't know everybody in the world just yet. But most people do like a good story, Absolutely. especially with a happy ending. A happy ending meaning that you achieved your goal is overwhelmingly great. But if you, as you want to build your business, as you want to build your career, as you want to build your relationships, the more wins that you have, the greater number of times that you uh, achieve your goals, the greater confidence that you have. Absolutely, but don't discount losses. I people don't look lose, at losses. I only learn. I either win or learn. Right. People look at losses as a bad thing, and they let it cripple them. And I'm like, if you lose, it's an important piece too because you just learned how not to do something and that loss might lead you to the next thing that gives you a win. So, you know, the wins are definitely important, but loving the loss, I think is just as important. I don't know about loving it, but I'll learn from it. Yeah. I'll take it either way. On another note, I think something that people often take for granted are couples goals. Okay. I think what I've learned, especially from some of my mentors, is who you choose as your partner in life is extremely important in, in your achieving your goals business-wise uh, and professionally in your career. So you, you don't want to make a bad choice <laughs> no, <laughs> about no. who your partner is, whether in business or in life. Uh, but if you do have that special someone, you should take some time and sit down and create some couples goals. And couples goals can increase cover a number of different areas. They can be uh, different skills that you want to learn, different places that you want to go, and experiences that you want to have, as well as relationships that you want to develop. So who are some other couples that you can learn from, it, whether it's... No, no, no. I don't want to talk about what's your couple goal. Give, what's my you gotta couple You got to give us goal? one couple goal since you brought it up. 
I'm putting you in the hot seat now. Okay. So one of my couple goals, do you want to know who the footprint is? Oh. No, just what's the goal? I don't want to know the footprint. What's, what's one of your couple goals since you brought up the topic? One of my couple goals is to spend time with other awesome couples. And at the top of my list are two couples that happen to be um, extremely successful. So when you say couple goals, that means you're going to spend time with that couple? Or that means both of us have to spend time with those couples? It means that the couple spends time with the couple. Oh. Okay. I think that's a good couple's goal because you want to surround yourself with, what do they say? Iron sharpens iron. So yes. you want to surround yourself with people who are going to help you. Not, and when I say help you, not literally do stuff for you, but you're going to be around people that force you to up your game. Let me put it that way. So, so, so if I'm, you're going to, water seeks its level. So if you're going to hang around as an individual, as a couple of people who are not doing more than you or attaining, you know, things that you want to attain, whether it's, you know, grow your business 30% or, you know, you want to open up another business or you want to find out how do I run my business so it gives me more leisure time so I can spend more time with my family. You want to spend time around those people who are accomplishing those things so you can learn from it, um, you know, like. So like, yeah. so like one couple, D&D, &D, right? If we spend time with D&D, &D, we learn how they manage their individual success as executives at extremely powerful firms. Right. And then at the same time, they learn how to, they know when and how to shut it down so that they can focus on their family and focus on building up one another. Right. Right. Because that's something that gets lost. People think, oh, I'm going to be successful and forget about the person that they have to go home to. So there you go. There's, there's your actionable item for all of our listeners out there and viewers. You need to make a specific goal. You need to make couple goals. And you be, need to be very detailed and specific in your goals. So don't just write some high-level macro goal like, I want to make a lot of money in 2020. No, put a number to it. Or you say, I want to take three vacations in 2020. No, be specific. I want to take three vacations, put the three places you want to go, the time and date you want to go, who you want to go with, and probably get really, if you really want to get funky with it, even put the, the, the resort you want to stay at, what meals you want to have when you're there, like what activities you want to do, get super detailed so you almost have an itinerary, and then that becomes like a real goal, and then you're all in on it. I think you're kind of rubbing off on me with the whole specific detail with the goals. Man, I got to hurry up and get out of here so I can go write some more stuff down. Yeah, but before you run out, I have a couple of other things to share. Because the last time you were making fun of me and writing my detailed notes and my stickies. And no, everything. I just said you're really good at that. Like, you are. Like, look, you got your notebook now. Look, I'm sitting here with just F and A. Tune into the next episode. We'll tell you what F and A is. <laughs> uh, but I use my planner so I can stay atop of my goals and make sure I break them down into actionable steps. But in addition to that, I program my mind about the things that I want to achieve. And so I use note cards or sticky notes. I've got notes written everywhere, but I keep them in one central location. And on a daily basis, I'll review my note cards or sticky notes so that especially before bedtime or when I wake up first thing in the morning, so that I can program my mind to start acting towards those goals. There's a lot that the subconscious mind will do that we don't give it credit for and so allow your mind to work for you while you're asleep 
And while you're not thinking about how to attain your goals, while you're on autopilot, let your mind work on your behalf. So taking notes on sticky notes or organizing it in a planner or using note cards are extremely helpful. Um, let's see. Got some more of my note cards right here. Read them every day, multiple colors, front and back. I'll review them when I get in the bed tonight. Sorry, so guys. While I'm sleeping, I'm while sorry. I'm sleeping, I'll be acting towards, moving towards my goals. So, I'll figure out something for the next episode. Like I promise. <laughs> <laughs> some people might think that's corny, uh, but I can tell you that um, in the practice of document documenting and regularly reviewing my goals, I've been able to achieve many of them at a much faster pace than by not doing so. Right. And if I don't write things down, it takes me, number one, longer time to remember what it is I'm supposed to be oh, doing. Oh, that happens all the time. Why I'm supposed to be doing. And being able to communicate to other people what it is I'm attempting to do. Um, and a perfect example is um, when we got serious about growing Johnson Security, I thought that it would take us five years to grow the business 20%. Yeah, you totally blew that mark. <laughs> you totally misjudged that. And what ended up happening was we grew the business 20% in the first six months. Yeah. And by the end of the first year that we documented our goals, we actually doubled the business. And then we doubled the business again the next year. And then we doubled the business again the following year. And then we got so busy doubling the business that I wasn't as focused and intentional about the goals. I think I doubled the amount of gray hairs I got too during that process. <laughs> I think I might have doubled the amount of gray hairs and then you added one or two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I doubled the amount of your gray hairs. But in a good way, not a bad way. I, cho I chose to let them get doubled, so it's not, it's not a bad thing. So in some, some senses, um, success can be a setback because mm -hmm. you get so used to being successful that you stop doing the things that got you there that's why you gotta love the losses people get hung up on success success those losses put you back in perspective and help you look at things different too sure but part of it is also making sure that you are disciplined and that you keep doing with consistency the things that got you the success the things that helped you achieve your goal are you still doing those things yeah but I, you still do them but Try what what got us to where we are today is not going to get us to where we're going to be the next you know three four five ten years from now, right? We're third generation. What we're doing today is not going to get us to the fourth generation. So it's all about you know we got to keep iterating and coming up with different versions of JSB. I mean, you know, without going into all the detail, it's just like now we're looking at what are the other service or possible products to bring into the the service line. To say what's the next what's the next thing versus constantly doing the same thing over and over. So all I can say is, woo! I am so excited about what's coming down the pipe because it's 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 a shift from what we've been doing for the previous eleven years. But it totally. builds on the success that we've had. It allows us to work with some new partners. Um, it doesn't negate the successes that we've had with our previous partners or with our previous employees. No, it's just like times change and it's time to adapt. Either you be a, you could be a dino, you could do the same thing you've been doing and be a dinosaur, and we know where they ended up. Dead.com. Right. Or you can, you know, you change and adapt. There's one thing we know is always constant change. So, how do we embrace change, grow, and capitalize on the change that's coming? That's it. Like, you don't need to be a fortune teller. 
but you can change and adapt those changes into your goals. So if there's only one takeaway from today, get some goals, write them down, make sure that they're smart, that there's, they're, you know what SMART stands for. If you don't, go Google SMART goals. Um, but make sure that you're scoring so that you're winning in your career, in your business, like and smart. personally. <laughs> trying to figure it out. So, there you heard it. Goals. Just said it. Incorporate them into your personal life, your business. Get them there. Thanks again for checking us out. Another episode of Commerce and, and Chill. chill. She's commerce. He's chill. And feel free to share some of your goals with us online. You can see, you can visit us at Waleed C, Instagram, Miss Jessica Johnson. No, that's not it. Jessica Johnson Cope, uh, Instagram. We can see us on LinkedIn. Visit us. Let's engage on social. Um, share your goals so we can help you achieve those goals and be uh, accountable for where you're going in the future. In the interim, in the meantime, thanks for stopping by. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Commerce. Don't forget to leave the comments and like. Let us know what you think. And chill.